Section six of the Golden Gems of Life. This is a LibriVault recording. All LibriVault recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVault.org. Recording by Sarosha Thawasin Surakun from Bangkok, Thailand. The Golden Gems of Life by Emory Adam Allen and S.C. Ferguson. Section six. Childhood. Childhood. After reason has begun his way, seem to us the happiest season of life, it is also critical period. At this time, they receive those impressions and contract those habits which impel them towards the good and true or towards the evil and false. The shy soul is without character. It is a rudimental existence, pale as the driven snow, beautiful as cherub angel, spotless, guileless, and innocent. It is the shot of a man yet to be filled up with the elements of a character. These elements are first outlined by the parents. With what delicacy should they use to pencil or personal influence? The soul is soft, and the lines they make are deep and not easily erased. It is a man they form, responsible work. It is an immortal soul they work upon, destined to survive the wreck of matter and crush all worlds and to show in this character forever some disinterest, at least, for the work. Never believe anything that concerns children to be of no importance. A hasty word is of consequence. The little things that they see and hear about them mold them for eternity. Observe how very quick the shy eye is to perceive the meaning of looks, voices, and motions. It peruses all faces, colors, and sounds. Every sentiment that looks into his eye is reflected their form and plays in miniature or its continents. The tear that stick down the cheek of a mother's suppressed grief gather the little infantile face into a sob. With a wandering silence, it studies the mother in her prayers, and looks up with her in that exploring watch which signifies unspoken prayer. If the child be tended with impatience or coolly, and with a lack of motherly gentleness, it straightway show by its action that it, too, feels the sting of just that which is felt towards it, and that it is angered by anger, fretted by fretfulness, irritated by irritation, having impressed upon it just that kind of impatience or ill-nature which is felt towards it, and growing faintly into the bad mood as by a fixed law. However, apparently trivia, the influences which contribute to form the character of the child, they enter through life, those impulses to conduct which last no longer, and are rooted the deepest always have their origin near our birth. It is there that the germs of virtue or vice, or feeling or sentiment, are first implanted which determine the character for life. It is in childhood that the mind is more open to impression and ready to be kindled by the first spark that fly into it. The first thing continues always with the child, the first joy, the first failure, the first achievement, the first misadventure, paint the foreground of life. Influence is as quiet and imperceptible on the child's mind as the falling of snowflakes on the meadows. One cannot tell the hour when the human mind is not in the condition of receiving impression from exterior moral forces. In innumerable instances, the most secret and unnoticed influences have been in operation for months, and even years, 
to break down the strongest barrier of the human heart and work out its moral ruin while yet the founders parents and friends have been unaware of the working of such unseen agents of evil children are more easily led to be good by examples of loving kindness and tales of well-doing in others than threatened into obedience by records of sin crime and punishment then strive to impress on the child's mind sincerity truth honesty benevolence and their kindred virtue and the welfare of your child not only for this life but for the life to come will be assured what a responsibility it is to form a creature the fearless and feeblest that heaven has made into the intelligent and fearless sovereign of the whole animated universe the interpreter adorer and most representative of divinity there is much mistaken kindness in the management of children the law of love is great but it showeth not its full strength save when united with kindness make your children helpful and useful and you make them happy let them early form habits of neatness and when you are weary you will not have to wait on their carelessness teach them to give you courteous speech and manners and they will live to honor you take pains to have the home attraction stronger than can come from outside influences it is a sad fact that few children confide in their parents the parent must take an interest in them and draw them to their hearts instead of repelling them away there is no mystery in attaching children to oneself if you love them they will love you if you make much of them they will make much of you they can readily take out the children's friend among many they have a quick way of discerning who really love them and who care for them parents do not think how far a word of press will of time go with children press is some child to a child and there is no child who does not need it it is the high reward of one's struggle to do right many a sensitive child hungers for commendation many a child starving for the press which parents should give run off eagerly after the designing flattery of others to withhold press where it is dearest dishonest and in the case of a child such a course often leave a stinging sense of injustice one may as well think to rear flowers in prose as to think of educating children successfully in rebuff and constant criticism judith's flattery is almost one of the necessities of existence with children indiscriminate flattery is of course bad when it's become necessary to reprove children use the gentlest form of address under the circumstances reproof must not fall like a violent storm breaking down and making those to droop whom it is meant to cherish and refresh it must descend as the dew upon the tender herb or like melting flakes of snow the softer it falls the longer it dwells upon and the deeper it sinks into the mind never reprove the little one before strangers for children are as sensitive if not more so than all the persons and be stranger to think well of them when reproved before any one with whom they are not well acquainted their vanity is wounded they have self-respect and such modification of it is dangerous press spurs a shy on to earnest effort blame when administered before visitors takes away the power of doing well it is the parents duty to make their children childhood full of love and childhood's proper joyousness 
not all the appliances that wealth can buy are necessary to the free and happy unfolding of childhood in body mind and heart but children must have love inside the house and fresh air and good play and companionship outside otherwise young life runs the danger of withering and growing stunted or at best prematurely old and turn it inward on itself there's something in loving dependent children in tender care of them which bestows upon the soul the most enriching of its experience they make us tender and sympathetic and a thousand times reward us for all we do for them we are indebted to them for constant incentive to noble living for the perpetual reminder that we do not live for ourselves alone for their sake we are admonished to put from us the dabbishing appetite the unworthy impulse to gather into our lives every noble and hairy quality every tender and attractive grace we owe them gratitude for the dark hour their presence has brightened it for the helplessness and dependence which have won us from ourselves for the faith and trust which it is evermore the mission to renew for their kisses wet with tears placed on brows that but for their caressing had furrowed into frowns the gleeful laugh of happy children is the best home music and the grateful figures of childhood are the best stationery they are wellspring of pleasure messengers of peace and love resting places for innocent links between angels and men their eyes those clear wells of undefiled thought what is more beautiful full of hope love and curiosity than meet your own in prayer how earnest in joy how sparkling in sympathy how tender the man or woman who never tried the companionship of a little child has carelessly passed by one of the greatest pleasure of life as one passes a rare flower without plucking or knowing its value it is like a lantern and no candle a garden and no flowers a vine and no grapes a brook and no water glittering and gushing in its channels nature affords striking proofs of foresight and wisdom in making the bowels of parental sympathy so invincible strong and lasting during childhood and youth and even afterwards when these charming apostles of life have passed away the ties of constancy and attachment continue to prevail were not the cords of love thus strengthened they would frequently be snapped at ash under for the surest trail which the world knows of those which assail the parental heart and pierce it with the deepest sorrows how fleeting are the happiness and innocent guilelessness of childhood the years as they come bring with them intelligence and experience but they take with them in their ceaseless course the innocent pleasures of childhood's year then deal gently patiently and kindly with them you may be nearly over the rough pathway of life yourselves make the only time of life that they can call happy as pleasant as possible o oh, children says madame de stole who are tenderly reared by us are soon destined for others than ourselves they soon strive rapidly forward in the career of life while we fall slowly back then soon begin to regard their parents in the light of memory and to look upon others in the light of hope they will not trouble you long children grow up 
nothing on earth grows so fast as children it was but yesterday and that lad was playing with tops a buoyant boy he's a man now there is no more childhood for him or for us life has claimed him when the beginning is made it is like a revealing stocking stitch by stitch give way till all are gone the house has not a child left in it there is no more noise in the hall no boys rushing pell-mell it is very orderly now there are no more skates or slates bats balls or strings left scattered about there are no more gleeful laugh of happy girls there is no longer any task before you lie down but the mother's heart is heavy and the father's heart is lonely End of chapter 6 Recording by Suroshatha Wansun Surakun from Bangkok, Thailand